Welcome, everyone, to episode 337 of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor. And we are back with another quality music discussion, an hour one episode where my patrons join me to talk about all things hard rock and metal. We get down to the nitty gritty of some of those same topics that you guys love talking about, love thinking about. Well, we'll give you our opinion next. I'm ready. Let's do it. So with this episode, I am joined by Brad Dahl, I'm joined by Johan, and I'm joined by Anthony Mackey, who joins us a little later. And we discuss a few different topics, including there are rumors that Oasis is getting back together again. <laughs> I don't know if, if at this point, as I'm recording this, whether there's any validity to that or not, or whether there's been another blow up within the Gallagher camp but um yeah so the idea is what bands would we like to see get back together again uh, we talk about what we feel makes a great hard rock or metal radio show concept albums do we love them do we hate them and where do we stand on that and we discuss new singles from Wolfgang Van Halen's Mammoth WVH and from LA Guns. For those that don't know, you can go to signalsfromars.com to follow everything regarding the show from social media platforms to places where you can subscribe to the podcast version or where you can watch the video version of the show, whether that be live or whether you want to watch the replay or not. This is the audio version of the show that was recorded live on March 24th. Uh, I go out on eight different platforms, eight different, um, it's a mix of social media and other stuff. YouTube, uh, two Twitter feeds, Facebook, Twitch, Telegram, and I may be missing something, but there's a few others where I do a replay shortly after on other platforms that are lesser known to say people in the States, but maybe are bigger in Asia and in other parts of the world. Um, I also have the Patreon, which is where the patrons that are on this show come from. They pay as little as $2 per month and have access to these live music discussions, uh, various questions that I post uh, polls that we do. We also do once a month, we do a Patreon special where we all vote on a specific topic. Tomorrow night, we're going to be doing a countdown of Black Sabbath. We all voted on our top 10 Black Sabbath albums, and we've tallied everything up. Well, I'll be tallying later today. And then coming up with the number one Black Sabbath album as per those that voted. If you want to be involved in the future... You can do so for as little as $2 a month and allows you access to all that videos that I post on there, as well as 
the Patreon exclusive Victor M. Ruiz podcast. And you can find that patreon.com forward slash signals from Mars. I'm going to be uploading updated merch, which uh, Anthony Mackey has helped put together. He's great and he's wonderful with all those things. I can't say thank you enough. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it. Uh, let's just jump on in to the episode. Thank you for checking this out. Help spread the word, share, like, do all that great stuff. Tell your friends about what cool music discussions we have. And if you are so inclined, join us live one of these Fridays to uh, chime in in the chat or shit, become a patron. If you join for two bucks a month, don't like it, don't think it's worth it, let me know. I'll refund you your money. That's it. Let's go. Welcome one and all to the March 24th edition of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor, and above me, we have Mr. Brad Dahl out in Utah, and we have Johan in Sweden. How is everyone tonight? Brilliant. Let's see, yeah, Johan. I say like Brad, brilliant. Excellent. We have Jose in the chat. Hope everything is well on the East Coast. Hey, Jose. And Jeremy was going to be joining us, but a last-minute emergency happened, so he will not be uh, able to join us. Interesting that, um, Brad, you weren't going to be joining us, but a last-minute change changed that, so... Yeah, it's been a weird weird day. I was supposed to be... uh, not quite halfway to Vegas at this point in time, but uh, things didn't work out for that. Are you going for a show or, or something? Yeah, yeah. I was going to go see Roxanne, the band Roxanne. Oh, wow. Uh, said Metal Dan turned me on to them. And uh, yeah, I, re- I really like their stuff. I love their new album and I really wanted to see them, but uh, Vegas kind of worked against me on this one. You're ready to jump on the private jet and everything, but. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the, there's something about the the landing. I don't know. Yeah, you couldn't stick the landing. Okay, we also have uh, Tony in the chat as well. Hey, Tony. And, uh, oh, wow. Enjoy your walk, sir. Um, nice. We have a, a few questions that uh, between Jeremy and myself, we actually came up with, mostly Jeremy. <laughs> but uh yeah so um he mentioned that there's speculation that Oasis may be reforming so wow. he was he was keen about me bringing this up especially he was interested to see what Johan's answer would be oh, and good. the question is what hard rock and metal band would we like to see reform oh, wow. Johan is there any hard rock and metal band that you'd like to see reform Uh, first of all I would like to see it's not perhaps political correct in my world to say it but I would like to see Rush with uh, 
<laughs> new drummer. Not, 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 nothing that it wasn't any wrong with Neil Peart, but <laughs> I would like well, to see them again. Uh, well, I, I have thought about it, and uh, it, it's hard to come up with an answer. But I would like to see In Flames uh, reunited again mm-hmm. as the original band and write music together again. Uh, and uh, yeah. For now, that's for all I could think of. But Rush would be amazing. I mean, I mean, Geddy and uh, and Alex are still playing music, and so so. I mean, to see to see them again, that would be absolutely fantastic. Okay, so two part uh, question: one, who would be the drummer, and B, wow. would it be fine? If they did it under a different name. The name, I mean, sure. Why? It doesn't matter that much. I would like to hear their songs again, but uh, drummer. Uh, oh, I have. Uh, help me out. The Dream Theater oh. drummer. Mike Cornoy. The old, of the old course, one. of course. Mike Cornoy. Right, not the current one. Mike Mangini. Mike was. Mangini's the current one. Are you yeah, yeah, but Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy. Okay. Um, it's his DNA. I, I, I think he would, he would lose his mind if he got to play with <laughs> yeah. Eddie yeah. and Alex. I mean, he would just be like, you don't even have to pay me. Right. Or different drummers. Do a thing of it. You know, go around the world with wow. five drummers. Uh, to do it then they then they'd all be fighting over who's going to get to play what you know it, yeah, yeah that's, well, that's yeah. an interesting that's an interesting idea johan i i i i would love to see something like that but i don't see that happening um i well, you, everybody everybody wants alex and getty to get out there and play and they have played um what what was that thing that they did uh, the yeah south park thing yeah. 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 Who played? Who played drums on that? Was that the Primus guy? I don't Stuart remember. Co- Let's see. Stuart Copeland. That's an interesting choice. I don't, yeah. I don't, Stuart Copeland playing Rush. He he'd need more toms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got you got to have the big ass kit, man. You got to have that six, eight, ten tom in there to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's my pick for tonight. Yeah, at least that's a now. great that's a, that's a great pick because you know I don't I don't know that anybody would feel like this is blasphemy or anything. I I would think Neil Peart would want them to play and want them to play those songs that he wrote. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, why why is it we as people think when when people die that they they would prefer that the world stopped when they died? I mean, I don't want the world to stop when I die. I, I mean, yeah, that's it. No more doing this show, Victor, yeah. when I'm dead. Uh, all right. No, hell no. <laughs> hell no, man. You know, people, people, I mean, guy, you want your music to live on. And yeah, it'll live on forever in the recorded version and forever. You'll probably be hearing Rush 200 years from now. Probably in the year 2112, you're, you're going to hear Rush. Probably. Yeah. So, so the drummer was Matt Stone. One of the okay. uh, co-creators of South Park. Really? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm blown away that that dude's that good of a drummer. Of course, I don't well, know. They, they only played closer to the heart. So. Oh, they took it easy on him. But still, you know, there's not one Rush song that's like, oh yeah, anybody can play that and play it, play it well. I mean, yeah. everything, everything Neil did was. I mean, there's a lot of intricacy. You know, you know, it's very intricate. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, not just. I mean, yeah. To play it and to play it and make it sound right, but I it would be it, people would go nuts if Alex and Getty did something, and it would fill it would fill arenas here, and I'm sure it would, you know, over there. I know yeah. Johan there. Yeah. yeah. So so, um, just to play on Johan's idea of them going out with several different drummers, five, five drummers. Yeah. Imagine. Them as the grand finale would be uh, them playing YYZ with all five drummers. Yeah. Oh, it'd be awesome. It would be, yeah, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be kind of cool having five drums kits in the back, you know, or to have them on, on platforms that moved around. You could, you could <laughs> like get the one come up and be in the middle and then it goes, you know, Ooh. What, yeah. what are you, what are you going to say next, Brad? Hologram? No, I'm, I'm not in on this hologram thing. I'm, I'm just, I, I've never seen it. So I can't say no for sure. I'd have to see it, but it just seems right. like, why am I watching? You know, I, I mean, just show footage right. of the person in their prime, you know, doing stuff. I, I think you, that was kind of your idea is to have the band come out and show footage of stuff and then have the band talk yeah. about talking, you know, kind of in between storyteller kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I that, I think that would be really cool. I think people would go apeshit over that, especially if if you have like a big giant like IMAX type screen where yep. you're going to be seeing the band play. You know, it's going to be the best version of any bootleg you've ever seen. Yeah, it's going to sound better than anything else you've seen. It's going to look larger than life, and plus, you know, have band members come out and say, Hey, you know, this was on this tour and this happened and that happened. This is how we came up with this song and oh. blah, blah, blah. I th- you know, it'd sell out everywhere they'd go. It wouldn't have to be 200 dates, no. but y- y- you do 20 to 50 dates and ev- all of them are selling out. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what Carl Palmer did. Um, right. I, I mean, he might still be doing where he would show, you know, footage of the band and he would play with them. Right. You know, he'd play with the footage, which was interesting. Uh, but then he also had a band and they would play as well. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of res- a lot of respect to the uh, original guys. And um, it, it, it really it all depends on what Ga- Getty and Alex would want to do. Right. I mean, if they're like, yeah, we're kind of done playing live, which I, I just can't believe that. No, no. Yeah. Some people some people, I guess, get to that point. I haven't gotten to that point. And, you know, I just, can't, I don't see that in them. I don't see like Getty going, yeah, I don't care if I ever play bass again. Like, he's not right. going to be Mick Brown and sell all his stuff. And <laughs> Well, no, you know, Getty is too playful. He wants to play. St- I mean, he's, he's too, uh, I mean, he's like 25 still in many ways. He wants right. to, yes. yeah, he still wants to evolve. Uh, so. No, I rush, please do it. Okay. Uh, in the chat, uh, Brad already mentioned Jose said Stuart Copeland, 
Chris Sinzak, who just came off of a Ooh. another Rock and Pod Expo last week, which seems to have gone off pretty well from everything that I've heard. He's saying Peter Chris should play in Rush. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so that's funny. And uh, Tony is saying that Lars said he he doesn't have the ability if asked. So I I think that shows a lot of respect because I mean. It, you know, you either got to be really good or really stupid to say, yeah, I can play that. <laughs> uh, Brad, how about you? What band would you like to put back together again? That's really tough. I'm kind of glancing down what, what I'm playing on Yarg right now. Then, um, yeah, you're missing people. I, I, I have to go with what we're going to talk about next week, Black Sabbath. Hmm. But now we're missing, uh, let's see, Aussies. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see Tony Iommi out there playing. He's supposedly, you know, still up for it. But, Mm. you know, I I think the ball's in his court. The only way it would put butts in the seats is if he marketed it as Black Sabbath. Because we all know how he did without Ozzy. Well, here's my suggestion to that. I think he should play the... um, his solo album in entirety Ooh. with all the guest singers and players yeah, yeah. on that, you know, ev- everyone except for Peter Steele, everyone's still alive. Find someone to fill in the uh, Peter Steele parts. And um, I could I do think that. that. That would be really cool. It, you know, it's stuff like that would be really cool. And here's the problem though. Let's face it. Uh, there, there's only a handful of us who would, put up the money to see that. Yeah. You know, the average person isn't going to be, you know, they would walk in, they'd never heard those songs before. Right, right, right. Yeah. Raise your hand, raise your hand if you own the album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Un- unfor- unfortunately, you know, they'd have to close the show with Paranoid and Iron Man and, and yeah. Like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Johan. Uh, I mean, for example, uh, if let's say Tony Iommi would put uh, the Black Sabbath uh, band together with the Tony Martin era and did a European festival tour, I mean, the stages would be packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea, especially if they ever get that box set out. Yeah. If they could put out that box set, you know, in June, and then do the European festival yeah. thing. Yeah, you, you're you right. Okay, Johan, you should uh, be uh, marketing this. <laughs> okay, but then who would be the drummer? Because Cozy Pal's dead. Um, Bobby Rondinelli. Bobby Rondinelli, he only, who only played on one of those albums. He only looks dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric Singer played on the Aged. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. The Eric Singer after the kiss. Yeah. Mm. Eternal, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it, again, the band would have to go out under the name Headless Cross or Eternal Idol yeah, yeah. and something like that, because yeah, yeah they couldn't go Sabbath name. Yeah, but it's fine. I'd I'd pay to see that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the nice the nice thing is with Tony Martin. I mean, if they wanted to pull out any old Sabbath song, he'd sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how his voice is live anymore, but I mean, obviously in the studio, he can certainly 
uh, get the job done. He sounds great. All right. So here's, here's my pick. Yeah. I was scrolling through bands that I have in um, their band playlist that I have in Apple music. You're going to say foreigner, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, fuck. No, (laughs) there's no way in hell. Uh, I think, I think if I got paid to see that, I'd turn it down. Um, I like Foreigner. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Foreigner listen, too. But I, I like 70s Foreigner. The, the joke is that they don't really have any original members wow. other than Mick who walks out there once in a while. For a yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But outside of that, you know, after, I mean, I think Double Vision is a brilliant album. Yeah, had a good, fun song to play too. But after that, I, I don't know that, you know, and once we got to the 80s with all the shit ballads they were putting out, you know, I just, yeah, just not my thing. Um, okay, but I didn't have to go beyond the A's. Isn't an original lineup of a band. Hmm. But I would like to see John Bush reunite with Anthrax. I'd I'd love to see that too. Absolutely, yes. And and there's nothing other than the people involved stopping that from happening, right? Yeah, essentially. I, I mean, there there are a few things that come into play, and I I've asked John point blank about this. Mm-hmm. You know, when John said he didn't want to tour anymore and he didn't want to do what Anthrax wanted him to commit to, he had just had. Two kids, you know, his his daughter and his son were born. So he didn't want to be out on tour while his wife was raising his kids. Then he stepped into, you know, doing voiceover work. So why go out for eight months a year when, you know, he could do a month, two months with Armored Saint and then get that part out of him, you know, he do all the shows that he wants with them. And then he doesn't have to, uh, you know, worry about doing anything else. And Hey, the, the answer was right behind me with the, uh, Scott Ian guitar behind me. There you go. That's a Scott Ian guitar. Huh? Scott Ian. That's a JJ four. That's from 97, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. So, um, I'm an, I mean, I totally agree with Victor. I would like to see, you know, Anthrax. I mean, no one is getting any younger. So right. see them go out with Neil Turbine, Joey Belladonna, John Bush. I mean, I would love to see that show. You, you, you want to do like Halloween where we bring back everybody and we have yeah. singers. Yeah, who cares? I mean, who cares? It's good. It's good music. Have yeah, fun. Yeah. 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 I, I actually like Johan's idea too. Uh, do it like Michael Schenker Fest, where you know when he had the four singers each sing their songs, mm. and right. and it was great. And I think as it, those singers, you know, let's face it, as they're getting older, they're probably like, yeah, I'm cool with only singing five songs, mm. you know, or six songs, or whatever. That that's just great. Uh, yeah, R- Robin's the only one there that can really still do it. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Um, all right, next question here. So, the Darkness are the latest band to announce an anniversary album tour. 
20th anniversary. Yeah. 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I thought the first album came out in 2003. Well, was it 90s? Yeah, late 90s, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let me make sure that I'm not messing this up. No, no, you probably, you're, yeah, I'm not a darkness completist guy. Let's see what I got here. Yeah, yeah. me neither. No, Permission to Land is, so it's 20. It's, uh, yeah, it's 2003. You're right. So I read that wrong somewhere. Okay, 20 year. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. Um, and Maiden is also doing two albums on tour this summer. Is that a good idea to see, to go see bands and see them just do an album in its entirety? Is that something that you're a fan of, or is that something that doesn't interest you at all? That's a great question. I think the only band I've ever, I'm sorry, Johan, are you, do you have an answer? Uh Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I think as I'm I'm racking my brain to see if I've ever been to a show where a band did all of one album, the only one I can think of is Kicks when they did Blow Blow My Fuse. And I loved it because that's my favorite album of theirs. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they'd have picked one of the, I don't know, other albums, it wouldn't have been as great for me. But I mean, if they, if it's an album uh, that I really like, I think it's, I think it's pretty dang cool, especially let's face it, some of these bands. Uh, some of these songs anyway, maybe have never been played live before. Right. So that, that as a, as a real fan, that's not going to pull in the casual person, but as a real fan, it's kind of cool to see songs live that haven't been done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Lots yeah. of songs sucks. I totally agree. I uh, saw Bruce Springsteen in Stockholm uh, and he played it three nights. Yeah. 2000, I say, we say 14. Uh, and the night that I went, what he used to do was that he would play, um, he would reserve the, the one, an arena that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So out of the month, he would play, it was like 22 shows in a month at the same place. And every night you would know, oh, tonight, they're playing the river in its entirety today. Mm-hmm. They're playing born to run today. They're playing Nebraska like that. And then there were other nights where it would just be hits. So people that just wanted to see the hits, they got to see that people that wanted to see the deeper cuts got to see that. If you wanted to see a specific album, you could get tickets for that. So I think that's a cool idea. Um, I've always thought about when the Rolling Stones did I think it was Voodoo Lounge. They did a stadium, an arena, and a club show. Same city. They would do one day apart from each other. And they would do the the stadium show would be the the all the hits. The arena show would be some of those hits and some other uh, songs that they don't play as much. And then the club show would be nothing but deep cuts. Nice. And I and I often wondered, I was like, why doesn't a band like Kiss do this? Why does yeah. Iron Maiden do this? Play big arena and then play a small theater or a small club and pull out songs that, you know, that you haven't played in the longest time. You know, do um I, I don't know, in 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 the case of uh, of Kiss, uh, you know, you, you 
Love Her All I Can or, uh, you know, Strange Ways or, um, you know, there's there's a ton of other songs that they haven't played in eons or never played before, you know, and people would go nuts for that. Mm. And people would pay a lot of money for that. That's the other thing that I don't understand why they've never done that instead of, you know, oh, we're going to do, you know, we know Paul's voice is shit. But instead of doing, you know, four months straight of touring, play one show at a shed, one show at a at a at a smaller venue, or even do it at at the same shed. But hey, you want the hits? It's a hundred bucks a ticket. You want all the deep cuts? Five hundred dollars a ticket. And I mm-hmm. guarantee you that that will sell. The one will sell just as well as the other. Because the casual fan will gravitate to the greatest hits and the diehard will pay to see those deeper cuts. So I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's I guess it all goes back to what the band really wants to do. Yeah. And if and if you've got a, a sloth in the band that only wants to play the same old, same old, then that's all they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what that's like. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than having somebody in the band who doesn't want to play a song that everybody else wants to play. Uh, and then, and then they decide, okay, I'll play it. And then they just kill the song because they right. play crap. And it's like, oh. what's the, what's the point of this? I've, I've, I've vetoed songs before I've, I've vetoed doing the, uh, misfit stuff. I have vetoed doing monster mash, which they've covered. And I've and I vetoed doing another song called Saturday Night, which is like a, a slow, like 50s huh. type song. It's just very boring to play. Yeah. One of my favorite Misfit songs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, you broke. Why mind. didn't you play it? <laughs> yeah, oh, we did, we, we've always played that song. It's just that right before COVID, we were going to play again. And I said, no Saturday night. Because it's it's just me playing the same thing over and over and over again. It's a boring song to play. Um, getting back to what my question was, I've seen one band play an album live, and I've got the poster to prove it. That's Metallica Ooh. doing the Black Album in its entirety. Um, it's got the date and everything. I can't read it right now from here. But um, I I thought it was fun. I mean, just seeing them live is always fun, in my opinion. I'm not one of these people that gets hung up on, hey, man, Lars can't play the parts anymore. I'm just there to disconnect, have a good time, yeah. and enjoy the music. If And this is something that Mark always says. If you want to hear it perfect, stay home and listen to the album. Mm. You know, and and... Let's be honest. There are bands that are playing their own stuff a lot worse than Metallica is right now. So, so when 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 people start, and I've, I've two weeks in a row on the Patreon podcast, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Signals from Mars. Um, <laughs> two dollars. Two dollars. I've I've Dude. talked about the the accusations of uh, Motley Crue having everything on tape. There's no way that Vince Neil's vocals are on tape. <laughs> There's just no way. You know, come on. If, if, if that was really on tape, look, I don't, 
I, I don't think that the, the backing vocals may not be on tape because they've been caught several times not being in front of mics and the backing vocals going on. But, uh, but I have a hard time believing that, 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 that if, if somebody is lip syncing to vocals, that they're sounding as bad as Vince Neil live. There's just no way. That just can't be happening. So, um, since uh, let's see, let's let's get Anthony with the cans on. Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Mackey. Yeah. Anthony, so so, uh, what is your opinion on bands playing albums in their entirety live? Uh, yeah, I'm into it. You're into it, okay? Yeah, it's hey. uh, well, I it's 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 kind of a case by case <laughs> situation, um, right? Well, like I'm a big Marillion fan; they do it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, generally they'll come out and play their new album from start to finish, but um. <laughs> I, for certain albums, I would be into it. Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's take this question a step further for everyone. What album would you like to see live in its entirety? This is actually a conversation a friend of mine and myself have had. Um, we're both big Kings X fans, and okay, we would love if they were to come out and do Gretchen Ghost in Nebraska. Okay. No, it's never going to happen because, <laughs> you know, Doug has said himself that he doesn't, he can't sing a lot of that stuff anymore. But really? that would be, that would be amazing. Okay. Johan, how about, how about for you? Oh, I hope that you ask Brad first. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of what, album what a, that the band still exists or or i mean i was gonna say something by judas priest and i'm like you know what uh, uh, yeah I'd, i mean my favorite judas priest album is staying class and i'd love to see that but i just don't know that it'd be as good you know yeah that's that's the other dilemma because yeah, yeah, yeah. i the songs i've heard them do recently recently is the last 10 years off of that album haven't been that great mm-hmm um, not great renditions. Um, so, but, but if in a fantasy world, I'd love, that's one album I'd love to hear played live front to back. Stay in class, Judas Priest. All right. Yeah. Uh, from the top of my head, <laughs> I would like to see uh, Maiden do Somewhere in Time from start Ooh. to finish with the, uh, Perhaps the you know the whole stage set up and yeah, somewhere in time. Do, do we get decent guitar sound this time around? No, I want the synth guitars, <laughs> <laughs> as we have spoken about before. Perhaps not this in this podcast, but it was in Mark's podcast. But could have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I would like to see them as uh, they were in '86 with the synth guitars. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually a great band to pick, though, Johan, because those guys, 
whatever album you'd pick, they would do a hell of a job at it. I mean, they yeah. still sound so good right now. Mm. We saw them last summer. It was unbelievable how good they were. And it's just like, yeah, nothing, nothing lacking. Plus, you didn't have Yannick prancing around on stage during Somewhere in Time. So just imagine Yannick prancing in Eddie's hands. Yeah, it would, it would be like sprinkling um, fairy dust on the, the whole proceedings. <laughs> there you go. Now, would, would Bruce come out with the half-shaven face? He had a half-shaven face on Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He would only he would shave part of his face, and the other half would be mustache and beard. Really? Yeah. yeah. What, what was the concept behind that? Because he was pissed off at Steve Harris uh, for the album, and that was his way of getting back at him. Classy. That's like, uh, yeah, exactly. That, that's a little childish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever. Okay. Uh. Tony in the chat is saying Kiss, Creatures of the Night. That's one I would love as well. All-time favorite album. But, but Victor's going to pick something different, though. No, I'm going to pick something different because what you said with regards to staying class, there's no way that they can come close to singing that album live. I mean... No, it's like when I hear him do Beyond the Realms of Death now, I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's not the same. You know? But that's then, when I do it in 77. The, uh, the, the next question is what full album gigs have you seen? We already said that, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, late, you're late to that party. So. I'm late. Okay. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. Anything interesting? I, I got to see, got the poster behind me over here. Metallica do the Black Album. Where am I going? Right here. Um, they did it backwards, didn't they? Or uh, No, it, it, it was in a... It, my memory may be fucked up on this, but it was in a different order. Mm-hmm. Because I, rem- I think that they played... Yeah, because Enter Sandman, they they played as part of the encore, but they played one of the, I think My Friend of Misery may have been the next to last song that they played off of it. They played it in a different order. I remember that. Uh, wait, wait a second. How did how did I forget this? I, I mean, Queensryche, when they, on the Empire Tour, when mm. they did all Operation Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah, that was very good. That was the best ever. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have, I would have paid to see that twenty times in that on that tour. Yeah, I would have so loved good. to have seen that as well. So good. I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw it too, and it was a surprise. Like, did you know they were going to do that? I didn't. Oh yeah, I knew that was coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I like the way they did it too, because they started off played some songs and then they did the album and then they played some songs mm-hmm. and they mixed it up they mixed it up really good and i saw them twice i saw them here i saw them in boise idaho and saw them in salt lake city and the interesting thing there was the show they did in salt lake city had at least three extra songs that they didn't play in idaho i don't know why that happened um, but too many potatoes while up there yeah. couldn't play as, as one does when they're in idaho yeah Famous potatoes. Like uh, Mr. And, 
Anthony, you're right. They played it in reverse order. So there's there's my memory. Uh, I, I just read that. <laughs> so they did Hit the Lights, Master of Puppets, Shortest Straw, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Helen Back, which is off of um, the EP that they put out, uh, Beyond Magnetic. Yeah. What that was called. And then they did Black Album Backwards. And then the encore was Battery One and Seek and Destroy. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I was happy. Um, trying to think. No, I haven't seen anyone else. I have seen, as you said, I have seen Queen Strike. I forgot to say, uh, and I saw Fish doing uh, a misplaced childhood from beginning to end. I wasn't uh, in the edge to see. Uh, when it really happened, but I saw them him at uh, Sweden Rock and when they did it, and that was absolutely fantastic because it there was at the, at the third biggest stage at Sweden Rock, uh, perhaps an audience of fifteen thousand people, I guess, uh, and uh, you know when he started to playing, he, he started with two, uh, I think from Fugazi. Or I, I remember, I don't remember, but when you started playing that from Miss Bridge Childhood, Absuedo uh, Silk Kimono, I mean, it was all grown men in tears. So <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I mean, from the start to finish, wow, to see that. I, uh, I will never forget that. It was absolutely amazing. What a masterpiece of an album. You just reminded me, I saw that in 85. I saw Marillion doing it. Yeah, uh, probably you did. <laughs> I, well, it was on that tour. They did, a, they did about three or four gigs, Ireland being one, two of them. Two of them, maybe three of them. And then uh, Fish lost his voice and they had to cancel the whole, the rest oh, of the tour. Yeah. That's awesome. So we were quite lucky there. <laughs> But yeah, I've seen a good few. Uh, I saw, well, if we're going back as far as then, then yes, I saw that. Queensryche. And then I've seen a few others that wouldn't be considered metal. Uh, I think I saw, I saw Wild Hearts. And they were doing the whole of one of their big albums, like Wild Hearts, fucking Wild Hearts, or something like that. I don't know. Right. Uh, but I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the album, so I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen The Wedding Present do it. I've seen mm, a couple of the bands do it. it it's a weird experience because you know what's coming. And, right. Uh, and generally they'll play a song or a song or two or maybe a good few that they've just had to relearn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're not going to get the greatest renditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I saw Jeff Tate doing Operation Mindcrime as well. Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as good, was it? No, it wasn't. Of course not. Uh, I've, I've seen him do Operation Mindcrime front to back. I don't know how many times, but it wasn't even like not even 50% as good as the original band doing it. No, of course not. But it was a, it was a good night out. He's and he's coming back to Dublin in October to do it again. So he loves Ireland. 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming somewhat close to me, and he's going to be doing, I think, Empire and Rage to Order in their entirety. Wow. See, I'd go, I'd go see that. You know, Rage to Order. <laughs> yeah, it's anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, go, I'd go see him do that because you're not going to get, um, you know, toddled. it'd be nice if the, you know, if Queensryche would do that kind of a thing, but they, they really should play more of their new stuff in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to have you rehashing a subject that you were probably finished with. No, no let's just speak like, about this forever. <laughs> uh, you're getting me on this Marillion uh, rabbit hole. I need to, uh, yeah, we need to, we need to talk offline because I got to get back into listening to Marillion. Jesus, hope you got a shovel. Give me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, I listened to that one album you told me about that one time and I liked it. Oh, I yeah. Script. I can't what it was now. That was a uh, script. That was their first album. Script? Yeah. Script for yeah. Justice Tear. Okay. That, that's a, uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough listen. I didn't, I didn't think so, but I'm a tough listener. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> So, all right, just to wrap this question up, the one album I'd love to see, I've uh, I've been going through my playlist here to see different bands. And I think I just hit upon one and we're never, ever going to see this live because the singer, there's no way that he could pull it off. Now, I've always said that I would love to see this album played in its entirety with Michael Starr from Steel Panther singing lead vocals. Oh, totally. I know where you're going with this. What, where am I going? Van Halen. Nope. What? Okay, let's hear it. Eat him and smile. David Lee Roth. Was oh, well, that's close high. enough, isn't it? Close. <laughs> yeah, very close. Yeah, very close. But get, get him to uh, get, get Michael Starr from Steel Panther, because Dave obviously can't do it anymore. Yeah, do have them do. This is the one album, in my opinion, out of any Van Halen related album outside of the original albums and the last one where Dave came back that comes remotely close to those first few Van Halen albums, in my opinion. So I think it's better than one or two of them. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I well, aside from that album, I, I think it would be cool if they could do something like that but i yeah i don't know i mean it's, it'd be weird for them to do it with david lee roth still alive that's that's what would be kind of weird it was it was close to happening it was, I know. It I was know. very close to happening in la yep fire department shut it fire down. department shut it down because the rumor was dave was showing up even though michael Starr was gonna sing a limo pulled up and everyone went running towards the door and the fire department said, Nope, show's canceled. So, and it's a shame that they were never able to, uh, to, to, to do anything to remotely get those people back together again. Would have been good. Cool. Yeah, I think Steve Vai even told the fire marshal that he'd pay the fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Next question here. What, in your opinion, makes a great metal show on radio? Is it the songs? Is it the host? Is it the discussion between the songs? What do you guys think would make the ultimate metal show on a radio station? Brad, you run Yard Metal. What do you think? 
Well, this is this is actually um, an idea I've been trying to figure out how to how to pull off. And that's when we do our discussion about a particular album or a year or whatever is to get everybody to, you know, introduce a song that you'll pick, you know, obviously pick a song, introduce it, talk about why it's important to them and then play the song and then move on. Kind of like what I did with um, ACDC and Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, which I've kind of fallen off that. Uh, but having, you know, I should maybe I should bring that back. I don't know if you guys would participate in that or not. Uh, I know Victor would. Um, I did in the past. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was the coolest thing, especially when I'd I, I'd run them, you know, start to finish in everybody's intro, yeah, yeah. and and I uh, personally I loved listening to that, and I know other people that would tune in and listen to it. But then you'd always get these people that after it was over, it's like, when are you going to do it? You know, I I missed it. When are you going to do it again? And like, oh, how many times am I going to do this? I, it needs to be in today's world. Everything needs to be on demand. Right. Unfortunately. Uh, and you can't do it with the music. Hey, yeah, I can though, but you know, because we're paying, um, yeah, we're, we're paying all, all the fees to use the music. So that's why I'm saying we could do this. So we, we can talk about this off, off the air about how we could possibly do this and what we'd want to do. Uh, but I think it would be a blast. So there you go. Okay. What, but I think having, you know, it's, it's like when you guys, when you talked about your favorite ACDC song, it got me into it. I'm like, I want to hear this song now. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, say Jeremy, I mean, let's face it. Jeremy is, he, he needs to be doing this as a living. <laughs> he is so good. He is so good talking about the song before, before playing it and uh, his insight. And it, it, he's just wonderful. He's got that great accent too. Um, I bet Anthony, wait, Johan, of course, would be brilliant. <laughs> Anthony would be great. Um, all you guys would be great. And Yo, Johan says no, but Johan just has the fear of having to do it live. If Johan was able to prepare. Yeah, no, you could record it. I'd let you record it first, Johan, and then we'll put it in. You could yeah. even do it in Swedish. Because yeah. we yeah. do. We have a lot of listeners in Sweden. Actually, I'm a good talker, but uh, the language barrier is a thing for me here uh, at this show. Uh, yeah. I, I think in English when we speak, but I can't get it. You know, uh, I'm good at English, but it's hard. Uh, but <clears throat> at the question, uh, now nowadays, I really like this kind of shows. That's what I listen to when speaking about rock shows uh when we you know talk a lot about a song a band or a drum sound or whatever mm -hmm. uh i'm gotten to the i'm gotten to this point that i like those kind of discussions uh so uh that's why li that's why i'm here and that's why i listen to with uh, you know Martin Popov uh, and his shows, I don't agree with him. Probably, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's amazing how a journalist can, can get so popular and have wrong opinions about everything. Uh, and you can you can say that about almost everybody that's popular. Yeah, I mean, but I mean yeah. Martin Popov. I mean, I mean he's respected, <laughs> but he's wrong in every. I mean. He has, if he has a top ten list, he, he's wrong. He's wrong. 
Yeah, let's bring Martin on here with Johan and yeah. let's stir it up. Be oh, I've, yeah, I've, that would be great. He's a, he's such a snob. I've I've interviewed Martin before. I've had him on a long, long time ago, and it was funny because he he did something. Didn't even get to a book. He did a PDF that I purchased on Fastway. And I wrote him and I said, hey, you realize that you're missing all of this stuff from this era and that, you know, there's stuff here that you've left out and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he didn't even bother responding. But uh, it was uh, it was interesting how I I approached him. And the same day he goes, well, let's just do the interview today and get it over with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's knock it out. Hey, the, the you know, and I don't know if somebody wrote me something, they didn't like something I played or whatever, I would respond to him and I wouldn't be, I would like to think I wouldn't be a dick about it, but um, I, I think it's being more of a dick not to respond to somebody. Well, especially in like in your case, you're not, you're not trying to be an a-hole. You're just trying to be like, Hey, you know, you, you, you need to address this stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's my, inner music nerd saying, you know, Hey, did, did you realize this or did you realize that? So there's, there, there's often a, um, there's an old magazine where Eddie Clark was interviewed about various things. And he talks about the fact that, um, he would go to the grave owing Sony records, $300,000 because, Dave King wanted to incorporate the London Philharmonic and a entire boys choir in the album um, Waiting for the Roar. And oh, yeah, they also had to record it at Abbey Road Studios. Wow. So none of that is ever discussed. And I think that that's a pertinent thing to talk about why that band kind of fragmented. And he, you know, Dave King doesn't want to talk about the band anymore because of, you know, him being in flogging Molly and all that. But the, the truth of the matter is that he kind of blackmailed Eddie Clark, you know, Eddie Clark wanted him to return. And he said, okay, you need to fire the rest of the band and bring my, you know, my mates from Ireland down to form the rest of Fastaway. And that's what he did. And they bailed after, after two albums. So, Anyway, off topic. <laughs> Johan, go ahead. Yeah, for the record, I like to say that Martin Popov's books are really good. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's spoken like a true Swede. You had to, yeah, you had to throw the nice stuff in there. Um, so, yeah. Johan, you come from the land of hard rock and metal, where it's all over the radio. You, yep. well, you just said you need discussion over over music. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Anthony, for you, if, if you, if there's a metal show on the radio, what do you need to have happen? Well, there, there, there used to be a metal show on the national radio station and there is metal shows on, um, pirate stations at the moment. I don't know. Um, I, I think a good mix between, Old and new and factual information, gig news, interviews, and no bullshit. <laughs> That's kind of what, like, you know, just the kind of, 
Well, that's my preference is just for a kind of a flat right. information. I don't want somebody uh, spouting their opinions. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I would even listen anyway, so it's hard right, for me right. to say. No, that's that's fine. I think, but it, like podcasts are the, are the new radio, I guess. Yeah. And that interview, you sent me the interview with Doug Pinnock. I don't know why I was talking about King's X, but I, you sent me that interview and that was really well put together. Yeah. Uh, wow. You had bits of music floating in and out. You had, you know, when they talked about something, you heard a bit of the thing. Just a, a well constructed show. Yeah. Ron is Ron is a pro again. Someone that I've had on here, but Ron is also produced morning radio across the U.S. for years. He's now on uh, National Public Radio. In the U.S., he's on NPR, so yeah. he knows his shit, and uh, I, I would expect nothing less. I was listening to that, and all I kept thinking about was, man, Anthony's going to love this, <laughs> and and it's weird because the interview was great. Th- that interview was so many emotions for me. It was great. It was depressing. It was happy. It was so many things where because... Doug Pinnock is talking about different parts of his life. I've got goosebumps talking about this now. Um, And it's weird because I think we all go through a lot of the same emotions that he was talking about. And you're hearing about some guy that, you know, most of us have seen, you know, up on a pedestal, you know, because of his music and everything. And he talks about the harsh reality of his life and the fact that when he says that he was, what, 40 when Gretchen goes to Nebraska? Broken. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, when they supported ACDC 91 in Dublin uh, they were on the cover of Kerrang! that week and it was a kind of a, a tell-all interview where he had, he kind of, it came out, you know, that he was 40 right, you know, as if that was a big deal, but it was back then, you know yeah, yeah and uh, I met him in Dublin the day before that gig and I think about it now. It's just like, fuck, you know. It's hard to believe he was that age then. And, yeah. you know, but he's so realistic, so down to earth and really realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, that interview talking about being near the end of his life. and Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I like, I like the uh, perspective he has now about how, look, we've done all right, you know, because... That's always been the kind of the line that people throw out about King's X, like the band that never made it, should have made it, never made it. And he's like, yeah. we, you know, we did fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, that was a breath of fresh air to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, if, if you realistically look at it, there are a lot of bands that made less waves, made less money. Yeah, uh, of than, course. Than they did. I mean, for... If if making it, if if there are any specific rules, to me to me, I mean, they were a band that was all over MTV in the early days. Um, in the middle of the nineties, when New York still had cool radio stations, cool commercial radio stations, the Dogman album was played 
all the fucking time. They played that title track all the time. They played complain all the time. They played shoes all the time. So they, they got a lot of coverage, you know? Um, so for people to say that, you know, I can think of other bands that they, that were compared to, Oh, Galactic Cowboys is the next King's X. Galactic Cowboys came nowhere close to being as big or as influential as King's no, X. No, no. They, they've got a few good albums as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not to not to downplay anything that they've done, but anyway, but yeah, the, look at that. I was just using that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The construction yeah. of that show as an yeah. example of something that was yeah. really well done. And and I think you're you're absolutely right. The podcasting to me is is where it's at only because I see it every day where um, I've got, I don't know how many podcasts that I'm subscribed to on my phone. Uh, there are some certain podcasts that I listen to every day because they're short. They give me the information that I want, but when it comes to music podcasts, a lot of them nowadays, it's like, okay, um, are they really talking about what I want to hear? Are, are they annoying me today? Do I not want to hear this? And you know, I'm just going to skip to another show because that happens too. Or I'll be in the middle of a walk or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, this isn't happening today. I want to listen to something else. And, and that's, that's the power of that, you know, with, with radio too, I think, and we're seeing it, it everywhere. It's happened on satellite already where they're playing all, you know, those same 50 fucking songs that every other station has played. So what's the point? What, what's the point to hear crazy train for the 800 millionth time where, you know, if I want to hear that song, it'll be at, at my leisure. Like that one day a year where all of a sudden I want to pull out crazy train. Then after that, okay, I'm good. Next 300 some odd days. Um, so, so yeah. And I mean, I think the discussion gets me more, more than, more than anything. I, I think what you laid out, Anthony is like the utopia. I mean, a little old, <laughs> some discussion without any like real, like drama involved, you know, let you know, what shows are coming, let you know who's coming out with an album, you know, stuff like that. It's unfortunate that we've, we've lost that, you know, there was, there was great stuff like that before. And it's now all, you know, uh, evolved into, Oh, well, you know, what, what salacious stuff is this person saying? Or what's the, you know, and it's kind of like, man, I just want to hear the music. I just want to hear, this stuff. I, I if I want to hear people bickering, you know, I've got work or I've got, you know, my neighbors or whatever. I've I've got that in real life. I want I wanna disconnect for a few minutes here, you know. So anyway, uh next topic here. We brought up Operation Mindcrime before. Concept albums. Um do you guys love them? Do you guys loathe them? Some work, some don't work. To me, I mean, mind mind crime to me is brilliant. The original mind crime is is brilliant. Um, I don't know. I always have a soft spot for Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son as well. I know that some people want to compare it to other stuff, but for that point in time and those songs, that album has a lot of good music on it. In my opinion, a lot of the 
quote unquote unknown tracks off of that are so good. The the title track off of that is so good. Um, Infinite Dreams, which is like a smaller single off of that. That's such a good song. Um, and I mean, if if you're of our age and you had access to MTV back then, I mean, yes, Can I Play With Madness is probably the most known song off of that, but the clairvoyant and the evil that men do were on MTV all the damn time. Those songs to me are just so great. I love those songs. Um, and I mean, as a kid, even before this, my brother had the wall by Pink Floyd. I mean, it was just something that blew my mind as a kid. You mean all these songs together tell a story? Wow. You know, this is like, again, this is what got me into music. You mean it's storytelling plus music. It's there's, this exists. This is amazing. Um, Brad, for you, concept albums, do they work? Do they not work? What are some of your favorites or some you don't like? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with your, some are good and some are not good. Um, I, I think the problem is that when people set out to do this, you know, there's already a framework for it to, from stuff that's gone before. Right. And either they're going to copy that or they're going to try to, I don't know. It's gotta, it's gotta be good. And for me, Operation Mindcrime is the, the perfect, um, the perfect album as far as a concept album, because there is a real story there. You can mm -hmm. actually, the, the ones that, you know, it's like, well, this is a concept album. I'm still like, what well, I don't understand what the story is here. Right. You know, it's like, maybe the songs are all related in a way, but, uh, I mean, you talk about seven son of a seven son. Mm-hmm. Which is that song really almost 10 minutes long? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It wow. is. Wow. Um, that and the song after it. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at what I'm playing off of that album right now. I'm only playing Moonchild and Infinite Dreams. I could probably get a couple more off of there. Um, but I, I don't really pick up a story in that album. I mean, I guess there is, but, you know. Yeah. It's the, the, the birth and death of, Seven Son of Seven Son. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it could could be worse. Could be Crimson Idol by Wasp. That. Yeah, I somebody made me listen to that once, and um, I was just like, eh, I don't know. It, it, maybe it was the drums. Does Stet, does Stet Howland play the drums on that? Frankie Ooh. Benali plays on that. Frankie, really? Oh, then it's yeah. probably not that. It's not that album. It was another one that he did that was. Stet Stet joined the band later on, and then. There's stuff that because Blackie didn't want to play, didn't want to pay Frankie. There's like dirty dealings with who played on what at some point. And there's one album where Blackie has credit for playing the drums and it's Frankie. Mm. So no. anyway, I don't want to go to go down that road, but uh, yeah, if something's good, it's good. That's the way I look at it. It's, it's, I don't have, yeah. a, if somebody says they're doing a concept album. I'll be like, okay, well, let's see what I, if I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Johan, for, for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about 2112? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> the, the album's not really concept album, though. It's just the one song, well, which is, that's, that's it. The, that. the entire song takes up an entire album side. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that, that is a perfect, I, yeah, um, I can. That's good. I can that. you, you, you it, just, it kind of pisses me off when I only hear part of it. It's like I need to hear the whole thing. 
You know, it's that good. Wow. So it's perfect example, Johan. That, that's that's Let's American see. radio who chops that up throughout the day. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good album. Uh, I have another one that I really, really love. It's Porcupine Tree, The Incident. Uh-huh. I don't probably you haven't heard it, but uh, no, no, no. amazing album. Uh, really one of the best albums that I, yeah. And uh, concept album, I don't know, but I misplaced Childhood by Marillion. It's wow. 10 out of 10, one of the best albums ever made. Uh, so it's, I don't listen to bad albums. So I only take the good examples here. Okay. Uh, King Diamond, them, also a good album. Uh, Abigail, King Diamond, also a good album. So there are some good concept albums there. So, yeah. You, you'll, you'll have, um, when, when I asked um, Charlie Benante about Abigail, so oh, no 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 the album that I like is uh Don't Break the Oath. Um or did I ask him about Abigail? No, I asked him about um about Melissa is the album that I asked him about. That's Merciful Fate though. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mixing those two up. Um Anthony, how about you? Well, uh Victor's already mentioned Miss Plus Childhood, uh which is a concept album that you can kind of follow um, you know like how many people have heard Operation Mindcrime like can you tell me the story of Operation Mindcrime probably no but I, I like concept albums where Good. there's kind of a a loose theme you know I don't like uh, this happened and then this happened and then this you know um, like some people would consider Clutching at straws to be a concept album because it's all based around alcohol and self-destruction. Um, and then you've got Brave, which is a, this is Meridian again. Yeah, yeah, no, I figured <laughs> Brave, which is a quite literal. That's almost like a story. You can follow that one. But even then, the next album, Afraid of Sunlight, it, it could be considered a concept, but it's kind of loosely associated themes, you know. So is does that make it a concept? I don't know. Um and I'm gonna bore everyone here, but the like last year Weezer brought out four albums. Right. Spring, summer, autumn, winter, and there is a a loose concept running through them all. And it's not something you can actually listen to and punch your finger on punch your finger at but it's it's more of a feeling it's like a tone that goes through almost every song not not every song on it but almost like there's 28 songs there um so there mm, I don't know what I'm actually saying I'm just listing things albums that I like you know I know that's that's cool um and even a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Gary, brought out an album there last last uh, two weeks ago, and all the songs again have this theme, but it's not 
a concept album, you know? Right, right, right. So, I like that. Okay. And yeah, you, like, you probably, that probably happens as people, songwriters are writing anyway. Yeah? The Headspace right. writes, writes 10 or 12 songs and it'll be different for the next record. So, so there's no chance of any concept album by the Middle Ages? No, not, uh, not, uh, not in the literal sense, but like, like these bunch of songs that I'm working on now, like they're, they're, there's a kind of a, they're all written within the space of six months. So they all come from the same headspace, you know? Yeah. 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 But if you can, is that considered a concept album? Probably not. But again, it's a theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's an album. It's it's a, like an old photo album. It's yeah, yeah. period of time where you're capturing ideas of what's going on at that time. Very similar. Um, Tony in the chat is saying Coheed and Cambria have concept albums career yeah they have a story that they've arced mm-hmm. over a, a series of albums that's cool so it'd be nice, um, it'd be nice if they had the music to go with it <laughs> sorry i've tried i have tried so many times to listen to them and enjoy it and it's just i mean it's not awful it's just it, it just doesn't move me i don't know why There's, there are a few songs of theirs that i like but i'm of the the same opinion but there's a lot of bands that people like that I feel the same way, and I respect it. If you like it, you like it. Me it too. Mean that I have to get it. Yeah. Did anyone sure. listen to that Dream Theater album that came out a couple of years ago? That they made a huge deal at the oh, time release, like Broadway thing. I can't remember what it was called, but but like I read about the the so concept for it. I know. I tried. I mean, so if it's it, the one that's like a musical. I tried listening to that. And it it was, was like music has been banned. And I was like, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, I didn't, I, wouldn't, I couldn't listen to it. It's, yeah. I, I struggled with that too. I was like, yeah, this is, this is not for me. Yeah. Their, their stuff either really, really like, or bores me to tears. <laughs> One or the other. There's no middle ground. I like their last album a lot. Last album was wasn't bad, yeah. That's pretty good. It was very enjoyable. Um, all right, so to wrap things up here, some new tracks that I posted today. New music came out this week from Wolfgang Van Halen's Mammoth WVH, and we got single number three from the upcoming LA Guns album. Um, I posted them earlier today to see if people would get a chance to listen to them before tonight. But uh, has anyone got to listen to either one of the two tracks? Brad, did you get to hear either one? Uh, yeah, I heard the Mammoth song and okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's, it's really, I, I like what he did introducing the, uh, the actual band now that he's not playing everything like he did on the first album. I thought that was kind of cool. Well done. Uh, the song I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I, think it's, I think it's pretty dang cool. Okay. I didn't hear the the gun song, but I'll uh, definitely check that out. Okay. Johan, how about you? 
No, sorry to say I haven't done my homework. So oh, I can't. Uh, ah, so sorry. Is that a Swedish thing? Uh, not doing your homework? Yeah. Because that's why I never did my homework in high school. Maybe that's why, because I'm part Swedish. Yeah, I should I should tell that to my teacher. I'm a rock and roll guy. I can't do homework. <laughs> I actually did tell my my math teacher, and uh, I think it was under the sophomore, and she would get frustrated with me because I never did my homework. But I got I got A's on everything and the test, and the other people in the class were pissed off. And she called me out in class. She says, "Well, you know, uh, what are you going to do?" It was it was like a twisted sister video. It was like, "What are you going to do with your life?" And I said, "I'm going to be a rock star." And uh, she she about tore her hair out when I said that, and uh, she was done with me. <laughs> done with me. I really I really thought I was going to be a rock star. So there you go. What you mean? You're not. Well, I'm not. I, I some people have told me that I am, and and I'm cool with that. Uh, but I don't consider myself a rock star. Well, I'm. I'm I'm a rock star within this room. That's about it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. As as long as somebody else looks at me and feels that that really blow our minds, and I don't think he's done that yet. Um, as far as the LA Guns, I'm a big fan. I like what they've released so far, and last few songs have reminded me a lot of in the flavor of Led Zeppelin. This is no different. It's got a like slow. Not acoustic, but almost acoustic type intro. And then once the drums kick in and everything, it's it's really it's in the vein of 70s hard rock. I think maybe that's a better way of of uh, of looking at it. I still think that they're probably one of the most underrated bands of that era. And I think that they've always consistently put out at least a few good songs per album. Mm hmm. So, um, and I have the promo. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it comes out, I think, the same day as the Metallica album. So, still some time. Here, here's the thing with LA Guns. Um, I mean, obviously, they got some really, really strong fans, but yet, and and they they act like they're all that, but they're playing clubs here. I mean, that's as big as they can get here in the U.S. is playing a club. But that's that's the same thing everywhere. They played years ago when I just moved here to Spain and they played a bar. It wasn't even a club. It was a bar that had 200 people in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't quite get that. I, you, you think these guys would be a little bit more. Uh... I, I, well, I think there's there's a big stigma to them uh, because of the era that they came out in. Um, their big claim to fame is a sappy ballad. And I mean, I think that their debut album is brilliant and is up there with a lot of the big albums that came out from LA. I know that not a lot of people feel that way. I think that uh, Cocked and Loaded gets a lot more attention because of that because it had the two big hits off of it but and it got on mtv but it doesn't necessarily have their best material so um let's see before wrapping things up here jose asked a question in the chat any thoughts on the cure small victory to make Ticketmaster reimburse some of the fees they charged for their north american tour i will be benefiting from the small refund nice so yeah um, 
I'm not 100% up with the story. If I'm not mistaken, they had Ticketmaster refund a bunch of the fees that they charged fans for buying tickets, which is kind of ridiculous because they have handling fees when no one is handling anything. It's all digital nowadays, and you're using your own computer ink or printer ink, or you're flashing your ticket on your phone. So it's not as if, you know, it's it's kind of the transition from CDs to, to MP3s. You know, bands should make more money for the sale of MP3s because there isn't any physical property that may, or physical content that may actually be destroyed in transport or anything like that. There's no scratches to be found. If the file's corrupted, you re-download it. I think it's kind of the same nowadays. So I don't know that that will ever change, but at least I'm glad that something like this did happen. Um, Johan and, and um, Anthony, is Ticketmaster, have they gotten their grubby hands on the uh, ticket scene in, in your respect? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, buying, yeah. A, buying a ticket for a gig is probably... I don't know, it's up there with moving house as one of the most uh, <laughs> horrible things you have to do. Yeah. Like, you know, when a band gets announced that I want to go see, you know, if they're big, it's it's almost bad news. It's like, oh, God, now yeah. I have to go through all this shit and deal with their app and deal with their charges. And like, it's... it's it's a misery. I'm yeah. lucky that it doesn't happen too often that the bands I want to go see <laughs> it wouldn't be hugely popular. But uh, yeah, and there are there are alternatives here now. It was like Eventbrite and Ticket Booth, and you know. But sometimes for your gig to sell, you have to have it on Ticketmaster because that's where. M- most people right wouldn't even know about the other yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. avenues so yeah I'll, look good on the cure yeah johan in sweden it's the same thing yeah absolutely the same thing luckily we have a, a couple of other smaller ticket sales office that uh, i mean if you go to see saxon at a Rock Club, you don't have to buy the tickets through Ticketmaster, you can buy it through other companies, so that's a good thing, but I mean of course, when Springsteen come here Metallica and Maiden, etc it's always Ticketmaster and all the problems that follow us that, so uh, yeah probably absolutely the same thing here Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've mentioned this before, we were looking at tickets to go see Muse and Royal Blood who are going to be playing close to my house and after the Ticketmaster fees it's 300 euros to go it's 300 something for four of us and the tickets are 56 euros before fees so i mean it's ridiculous it's it's like 30 some odd euros per ticket in fees so it's sickening yeah. The thing that pisses me off about it, and, and it, is it just tell me how much this is going to cost me up front. Yeah. Don't wait till I'm ready to pay, and then all of a sudden, wait a second, what is all this? I I just clicked on fifty six dollars, 
and now it's 120. Right. What, did, what just happened here? Well, tell so, me up front. And, this and, cost you 120 bucks. And that's a good point because here in Spain, for example, when you go food shopping, unless you go to certain stores, legally they have to include uh, the the price that you see underneath what you're buying needs to include all the fees and everything needs to include taxes everything so when you go up to the register if it says 20 euros you're paying 20 euros there's yes. no surprises when you get there and that's what it should be it should be like that with with everything so that when you go to pay know what you're paying there's there's no hidden fees there's no additional tax there's there's no nothing so unfortunately with all the proceedings that they had with Ticketmaster in the US, with Ticketmaster and Live Nation saying, oh, what do you mean? There's there's more competition than ever. Says a company that owns or, or you know manages to sell 85% of all tickets worldwide. How the hell is there more competition? If if you're you're the company that's selling 85% of all the tickets worldwide, that's just nonsense that's an obvious monopoly everywhere and and i think you know it 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 obviously all came about because of taylor swift but it seemed to me like there were a bunch of senators and congressmen that their kids got butt hurt for not being able to get tickets so you know much like the pmrc in the 80s they started congressional hearings and at the end of the day they probably just comped all these congressmen and Congresswomen tickets for shows, and then that's the end of the story. Oh, okay, you know, we did our due diligence. Fuck you did when these ticket prices are this ridiculous. Here's the other thing that's really stupid about it is when it's a percentage of the ticket. And yeah, Nathan, my 21-year-old son, was talking about this the other day. He says, well, he says, so if I buy a $200 ticket, why should the fees be higher than if I bought a $100 ticket? I mean, you guys, is it really that much harder to yes. send me to send me that $200 ticket? You guys working extra hard over there for that one? It's heavier. The, the yeah. ticket is, is actually, yeah. the, the $200 ticket isn't printed on paper. It's printed on a piece of lead. Yeah. So it's, it's literally heavier. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the other stupid thing about it. I mean, if you're going to charge a fee, it's like, well, you know, we figure considering all the people we're paying in the background to you know, take care of all our computers and all this kind of stuff and uh, make sure they only crash when it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah, we, we feel like we need a piece of the action here. Okay, well, $5 per ticket, fine. And yeah. then just put, lump that in with the, the price of the ticket, make that the price of the ticket. Yeah. You know, the whole percentage thing is just, it's insane. It's just another way for them to make more money. I know. All it is. Yeah. So on that note, um, any parting words, Johan, anything to say before we wrap things up? Oh. Your mic's turned off. No, we lost him. Oh, sh- oh my God. Well, uh, thank you everyone for a nice evening as, as usual. So, uh, see you next week. Awesome. Doing a Black Sabbath special. Absolutely. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if I was going to get on here today, but 
I was in, I was out earlier on and I was listening to last week's show. Okay. Uh, the, the podcast version. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, me too. Um, yeah. Victor, no, not Victor. Johan was the reason I wanted to come back tonight because he, he promoted the, the joy of the, the, the chats, you know, very well. And it just, he's, he was having such a good time last week. And uh, I thought, <laughs> that's great. You know, I got to get in. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that. The, it's, I always say this and, and I'm not bullshitting anyone. It's always fun to talk to all of you guys. You know, the, the, the week can be a big shit sandwich and Friday night rolls around. It's like, all right, I'm going to talk about some music. Things are all right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Be good to get some new faces. That'd be nice. Absolutely. I mean, we were, I'm always trying. It's yeah. just people aren't, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Definitely hard. Um, Brad, anything uh, you want to say before we wrap things up? Yeah, I feel like part of my Patreon fee should be going to Johan. Because <laughs> 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 he's wonderful. If, and guy, Anthony, thank you so much for jumping in with us because it's always a, a treat to hear from you. No problem. And speaking of treat, one of these days, Johan, we got to talk about the band Treat. Not tonight, but one of these days. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Treat special. All right, not next week, but uh, yeah. So, Anthony, I have a question for Anthony. Are you going to join us for the Black Sabbath discussion? Yeah, fucking right. That's, that's what I want to hear. All I right. I've been listening to nothing but Black Sabbath for the last two weeks. So, no wonder you're uh, smiling. <laughs> so, you know, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, Victor, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to challenge everybody listening to this now or whenever you listen to this, hopefully you listen to it before next Friday, but all the patron patrons should be here. And all of, anybody who, how can you not like black Sabbath? If you don't, why are you listening to this? Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be here, be here live and jump in the chat. I, I think Victor does a nice job of checking out the stuff in the chat. I, I try to keep a look at it as well. And um, yeah, thank you for, thank you for all those people that are chiming in there. So I know next week CEO Dave's gonna gonna be chatting in there. Oh, so. his, his favorite yeah. band. His favorite band, yeah. So yeah, join us and and thank you, Victor, for having this hosting this RA. Well, I enjoyed doing it and I thank you guys for being here. Also want to thank Tony, Jose, and uh Chris Sinzak for joining us in the chat throughout the show. Thanks to anyone that's listening to this. On the podcast version, that's exactly why we do it. So that when you're out and about and don't feel like sitting in front of a screen, you want to take us with you, you can listen as well. So, and uh, as Brad said, if you want to participate, don't be shy. Join us in the chat. Go to signalsfromars.com for for more information, ways that you can figure out how to join us. And uh, if you want to be a patron and be part of the Black Sabbath special and vote, as Brad is holding up, He's $2. not, it's not V for victory. That's $2. I'm going to say one other thing about that. I mean, <laughs> it would, anybody listening here wants to join us for $2 a month. I love you for doing that. Okay. But I'm also going to say you're a cheap bastard. You should kick in more than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep, I, say that, I say that with all the love in my heart for bastards. M- so. Money, money is tough. So whatever people oh, yeah. can give, I'm more than happy that they can, 
help help the cause and and help us more than anything to keep this going um because the prices keep going up year after year and it's not cheap so uh anyway thank you guys hey look sean richmond joins us as we're saying goodbye hey, that was me last week <laughs> Sean, as uh, as the Beatles said, kind of in reverse. I don't know why you say hello. We say goodbye. Uh, and actually, that's something that Amen says in a song. So I should say that as well. Busy, busy here. It's good to be busy. Yeah. So, thanks for jumping in last second. Either way, we love you just the same. Anyway, guys, thanks again for listening or watching. We'll see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. See you, folks. Subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 